one of the best pieces of advice I, I got kind of within my first week of, of transitioning was to just remember that trade commissioner is the job and outside of that just because my gender changes that shouldn't impact anything else about what I do as a trade commissioner. Welcome to the GAC Files, a podcast about the people, issues and ideas driving Global Affairs Canada. Bienvenue dans les dossiers d'AMC, un balado sur les personnes, les défis et les idées qui animent Affaires mondiales Canada. You may already have heard about our next guest. She announced her new gender identity on LinkedIn a few months ago. Her post went viral. It was viewed more than 400,000 times and generated about 300 comments. This is the story of Maddie Morris, a locally engaged staff member at Global Affairs Canada, who's one of the first trade commissioners to publicly announce her gender transition. Growing up in a rural community in Anderson, South Carolina, Maddie studied and worked abroad. Now she works at the Consulate General of Canada in Los Angeles. She promotes economic ties between Canada and the U.S. Southwest in the innovation and venture capital spaces. J'ai le bonheur de m'entretenir avec elle et de découvrir son parcours unique et courageux. Ici Emmanuel Tremblay, je suis bien heureuse de vous retrouver, chers auditeurs et chères auditrices, pour une autre balado portant sur nos employés recrutés sur place ici à Affaires mondiales Canada. Welcome, Maddie. Bienvenue, Maddie. <laughs> Ah, merci beaucoup pour l'introduction. Euh, je suis contente euh, de parler avec vous aujourd'hui. Euh, Allons-y. Allons-y alors. Alors, avant de poursuivre, j'aimerais souligner, chers auditeurs, chères auditrices, que cet épisode fait partie de notre toute première mini-série de balado des dossiers d'AMC qui comprend trois épisodes. Comme vous le devinez, la mini-série porte sur les employés recrutés sur place des fois on va dire aussi ERP, un groupe d'employés qui, je le rappelle, représente près de la moitié de l'effectif total d'Affaires mondiales Canada et les trois quarts du personnel de nos missions à l'étranger. Finalement, pour respecter la loi sur les langues officielles du Canada, j'invite chaque invité à parler dans la langue de son choix. Euh, J'aimerais savoir, Maddie, comment vous êtes devenu employé recruté sur place. So, how did you become an LES? for a Canadian mission. Absolutely. Well, uh, during undergraduate, uh, I had the fortune to be one of the first people in my family to ever leave the country. From that moment on, I really, I wanted to learn about other cultures. I became really interested in, in visiting other places, traveling, meeting new people. And uh, to be honest, there was something about diplomacy in general that I just found to be very romantic. This, this idea that uh, you're leaving your home to represent your home somewhere else. So when I was younger, I, I was really interested in actually working for the U.S. State Department. But uh, my career kind of took other paths. I ended up, uh, when I studied at the University of Edinburgh for my master's, I worked in Scottish Parliament during their referendum for independence. Then after that, I would 
work for the United Kingdom's Department of International Trade uh, out of their consulate in Atlanta as a locally engaged staff member. Uh, I enjoyed working as a LES, a locally engaged staff member for the Brits uh, so much that I decided to, I guess, uh, move to the Commonwealth and represent Canada out of their consulate in Seattle, Washington, where I uh, managed the advanced engineering and aerospace portfolios. And just recently, I decided to stick with Canada and I transferred down to the consulate here in Los Angeles, where I'm managing the innovation and venture capital portfolio, uh, like you mentioned. Hmm. Wow, what a path. <laughs> That's fascinating. So I see that you went away from your home to the United Kingdom in Scotland and then came back to Atlanta, which was probably not the most uh, conducive and open kind of society. Is, is that what you, why you chose to move uh, out to the West Coast? Atlanta is an international multicultural city. It's a good place to be. Generally, you know, I felt like I needed to get away from the, I guess, the part of the country that I had, had grown up in, create a little distance to be able to really focus on myself. And choosing to move out to Seattle and the U.S. Pacific Northwest in general is one of the most open-minded, progressive, and accepting places in really the world. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a, a perfect place for, for me to uh, undertake the transition to really to be able to focus on uh, taking care of myself and uh, then kind of uh, move on from there. Yeah. Did choosing to work for a Canadian mission have anything to do? Did that influence your choice? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think folks that are members of the LGBTQ2 community, I think at a very young age, they learn uh, that home isn't necessarily where you were born, that home isn't necessarily the, the place you were raised in. Home is the place that loves you and accepts you just for who you are. Uh, no change is necessary. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think I found my home in uh, the middle of a global pandemic, in the middle of the pouring rain, uh, in <laughs> Seattle, Washington, USA, logging into my Government of Canada laptop, I found my home there because the Government of Canada had room under their roof for uh, a, a transgender woman from South Carolina to represent them abroad. What has been your most memorable professional moment working for one or the other Canadian consulate that you've worked in in the last few years? My favorite memorable moment I've had is getting the chance to vision and work with our colleagues over at Boeing when I was up in Seattle on the Boeing Launchpad Canada initiative. Uh, it was a, uh, a startup accelerator uh, for 10 Canadian startups that oftentimes wouldn't have the, uh, I guess, the, the inroads, the connections, exposure in a large Fortune 500 company like Boeing. But Boeing dedicated two months. And I think the reason why that was my most memorable moment was because in the aerospace sector, one that, you know, is, is traditionally represented by 
kind of older, cis, straight, white men. Eight of the ten startups were founded by underrepresented groups in Canada. And certainly, in my experience as a, um, a queer trade commissioner, you know, always look to support underrepresented groups, not even just in areas when we have LGBTQ2 missions here into Los Angeles um, or elsewhere, but in Every aspect of what we do, it's about promoting uh, those Canadian values of diversity, of equity, and inclusivity. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, alors, uh, j'ai beaucoup apprécié entendre uh, Maddy nous parler de, de son expérience d'avoir été le moteur d'une initiative très porteuse avec Boeing, permettant à une dizaine de petites entreprises qui démarrent à accéder à Boeing, à du mentorat, à des opportunités aussi d'investissement. Donc, c'est vraiment intéressant de voir cette interaction entre les intérêts de l'intégration, de l'inclusivité et aussi du développement économique et des opportunités d'affaires pour des jeunes pousses canadiennes. So, what do you like more generally about your job as a trade commissioner? What, what does, you know, what does What do you see your value added? Oh my goodness, Emmanuel. So, so many different things. I love the fact that every day I am learning something new. You never know when you walk in the door, regardless of whether I'm currently focusing on the innovation sector, but previously was in the advanced engineering. You never know. Uh, maybe one day you'll be working with a, a Formula One supplier. The next day it'll be an autonomous car solution provider. The day after that it's composites and drones. Uh, the day after that it could be anything. And it just brings a real joy to walk into the office, to open your email, and just never know what cool thing am I going to learn about today that I had no clue about yesterday. And it's just, it's a role that it keeps you on your toes, um, but it's one that I feel like I'm always growing and just proud to hold. This diversity is quite stunning and um, you must be quite adaptable to be able to adjust to all this, all these new things coming your way. Thank you. How do you manage all that? Come, <laughs> It's really complex. Well, I, I think adaptability is, I guess, what it means to be a, a locally engaged staff member, maybe to be a ro rotational diplomat as well. You know, if you're someone that's great about uh, just being able to walk into a room and figure it out on the fly, then, uh, you know, this is, this is the job for you, for sure. Wow, Maddy, c'est vraiment impressionnant cette capacité d'adaptabilité. Euh, donc, on a fait mention, mais c'est une petite surprise à chaque, à chaque journée, les opportunités euh, d'interaction avec différents types d'entreprises dans différents secteurs. Et c'est donc de l'apprentissage constant, mais aussi une forme d'adaptation euh, perpétuelle. So, one last question for you, uh, Maddie. Um, what would be your message to people who'd like to, to work as locally engaged staff, uh, like on the street? What would be your most uh, convincing sales pitch to them? That's a great question. I definitely think uh, in lines with what we were just chatting about, perfect, perfect segue, just being able to learn, uh, being able to go places that, you know, normal folks maybe walking on the streets don't even envision as being a possibility. Uh, getting to uh, walk through Boeing's manufacturing facilities, getting to meet with 
congressmen, with senators, getting to uh, just walk in and chat with the smartest professors in their field about nuclear physics. You're always learning and getting that exposure and that accessibility to so many cool people, ideas. It just makes for a really fun, interesting life. The government of Canada is a inclusive, diverse, wonderful employer to work for that has accepted me as a, a trade commissioner and given me the chance to represent Canadian values abroad. It's been a real pleasure having you today to share this incredible story. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in to The Gag Files. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Maxim Kambor, Common Services Officer at the Embassy of Canada to the Czech Republic in Prague. Stay tuned. The Gag Files is a production of Global Affairs Canada. All opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and not necessarily that of their employer or Global Affairs Canada. For more information on Global Affairs Canada podcasts, visit www.international.gc.ca. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for listening to The Gag Files. Les dossiers d'AMC sont une production d'Affaires mondiales Canada. Toutes les opinions exprimées dans ce balado sont celles des personnes concernées et pas nécessairement celle de leurs employeurs ou d'Affaires mondiales Canada. Pour plus d'informations sur les balados d'Affaires mondiales Canada, visitez le site internet www.international.gc.ca. N'oubliez pas de vous abonner à notre balado. Merci d'avoir écouté les dossiers d'AMC.